at that button. This is like uh, episode like forty three or forty four. We've never this... missed. We never missed be clicking that button yet. <laughs> no, no. <Yeah. laughs> I don't even know how we would handle that. Like you can't just like redo the story yeah yeah, we just quit (laughs) there would be a post on instagram i forgot to do it it's not worth it Welcome back to Dungeons and Designers. This is episode maybe 14. Uh, my name's Will, and I'm your DM. Hey, I'm Courtney, and I play Peg. My name's Dan. I play LSR. Uh, and I'm Zach. I play Wick. Uh, so I've been struggling to get my life back together since Dan took over DMing for me. Uh, so we have no guests this week because I never reached out to anybody. Idiot. But I'm sure we'll have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you are only defending your thesis. Yeah, and applying for like yeah. ten jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's, stuff. It's been a a week. Um, <laughs> so the one thing I would like to do, and we talked about this at this point three episodes now because Dan recorded two, um, is the items. So in this kind of space we're in right now, you guys have probably, it's probably been about a week since you got the ship, right? You gave the rod back, you got the ship, you played VR and you got uh, Craig's little house together in the bottom of the ship. And at this point we had talked about what items you might want to buy with the money you had. And then I gave you guys uh, like 80 pages to look over, sorry, um, from uh, Arcana of the Ancients, I believe. Um, Such a cool book. So let's just go over who's got the purse. I do. Cool. How much money do you guys currently have? 8,914 credits. Okay. Wowee. <laughs> so you so you do have that's some amount of credits yeah. you do <laughs> have, we don't know how good it is yet <laughs> you have enough to get all the stuff you guys each wanted um, oh dang but you'll be very all close to stuff? being at zero. Oh, I thought we were getting one thing I'll get one thing that's up to you oh okay so that's I was just trying to pick I one might thing. get two or three things <laughs> so <laughs> the way we're doing the, the pricing is Xanthar's, Xanathar's Guide to Everything lists out like this random role to like price out magic items, which is what we're going to consider all these kind of tech things. So let's start with Zach. Zach, you had adhesion gloves, ray emitter. Did you decide which ray emitter you wanted? Uh, the regular one. I haven't rolled. Do you want me to roll for the D20? Or? You could roll or okay. just pick it, whichever one you want. Um, uh, yeah, okay. The burrowing boots and the eye of mental contact. If you mm-hmm. get all of those, including uh, eye of mental contact installation fees... You'd be at 1550. That would be my total. Mm-hmm. That'd be your total. So if you want everything, we will just sub, sub, subtract. Man, today's going to be, sorry, listeners, today's going to be rough. Uh, 1550, you just subtract that from the 8,000 plus credits you have currently. Um, I might drop, let me pull up, let me look at the burrowing boots. Because that just lets me dig underneath the people. Right. So I was going to drop down. I was reading that and I I don't know how those are supposed to work. Like you can go down or a 15 degree angle, which is not 
I read it first. I was like, 45. And I was like, no, that's 15. So it's like, yeah. what does that look like are you just like stomping your feet a bunch (laughs) and how often are you know what if we're in a spaceship fighting right you know it sounded cool reading it so i think i'll get the three okay not the not the boots cool i followed the same thought process i also thought burning boots and then it was like "Ah, who knows if that will actually ever make sense (laughs) so zach your total then would be at 1250 okay and while we're while we're focusing on you, so you now have adhesion gloves, ray emitter. You want to roll for that, or do you want to pick? Let's roll for it. All right. Nice. Ray emitter is also a, a single use item, correct? No, it's a uh, continuing. At least I didn't see anywhere where it says. Can you read it, it for me? Do you have yeah. it up? Ray emitter cipher common. When this handheld metallic device of interlocking hollow rings and arcs is activated as your action. A destructive beam of energy targets one creature within 120 feet. Um, On a failed DC dexterity saving throw, the target takes 5d8. Each ray emitter has a predetermined damage roll. Roll for it when it's discovered. Doesn't say anything about it being one use or anything. That's an absurd amount of damage for something you can use whenever you want. Yeah, we'll come back to that um, during break. (laughs) I'm almost positive it's a one use. Okay, we'll talk later. Either um, way, we're either way we're taking it. Yeah, because well, it's, yeah. it's common is the weird part. If it was like right. very rare and you were only going to probably get it when you're like level twelve or something, you know, it would be a lot I th- more sense. I but think like somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in like maybe that it's page. got a once a maybe it's got like once a day use or something. So if it doesn't say it's one use, I think. I think uh, there's a chance everyone's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe That's a very strong possibility. <laughs> I believe you are in the single use item section of the book. Mm, so everything on all those pages would be single use. Unless so, it has a decay. Yeah. Right. Because it says a depletion score. Right. Okay. Um, so we'll come back to that though. Don't I could be I could be wrong for sure. Um, We're definitely still getting it either way. Yeah. It'll just the, the option would be, and we can retroact this later. Is if it's single use, how many do you want? Um, but which ray oh. did you land on? I got a nine. So that is a heat concentrated light fire damage. Cool. Boom. All right. Uh, Courtney, you're the second person to have given me stuff, I think. So okay. I believe I have endless coil, which is a rare item. So heads up, uh, yours is instantly going to be more expensive than everyone else's. So just I can a fair get warning. rid of it. You don't have okay. to. I lowered the price a bunch because I, I know what you're going to do with it. So I, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to be very surprised. <laughs> endless coil. Right. Uh, so you have, Hang laundry. You have endless mm-hmm. coil, blinking nodule, phasing gloves, and the plant jar, which I'm assuming yeah. is for your plant. Uh-huh. Good, because I lowered the price of that too. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't want the foam. Was there a foam? I saw there was a bled, a bread blaster there was a foam that just incapacitates somebody for like an hour <laughs> they just get stuck in foam oh you not wanting cool. to kill anybody i was like oh, i know cool. get the foam. I would, that would dan be nice. do you have that what, what was that called mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was another one that was made out of amber but it was like the most rare legendary thing and eventually maybe <laughs> right eventually yeah. level four maybe not so currently at your four items you're at 2500 and I lowered the coil and I lowered the plant jar because plant jars just for flavor. I'm assuming you just want to have your plant. Yeah, that's um, basically it. 
So or I whatever it, I come across. I, I gave that to you for almost for free. Immobilizer. Immobilizer? <laughs> Do you want so. Corny, would you like to add the immobilizer to your order? <laughs> Let me read this. Okay. It's uncommon. And we can come back to you. If you oh, want. you just want to skip around? Okay. If you want time to like read over that, we can come right back. Okay, let's do that. All right, Dan, you've got the burrowing boots. Are you giving those up or are you keeping them? Yeah, I don't want those. Okay. And I don't want the last one. I just want the, the two. Okay. <laughs> Depending on what the cost. I don't so you have the friction-reducing gel and the explorer's gloves. Yeah. 900. How much is the far speaker? That would add 200, so you'd be at 1,100. Sure. Okay. So, so far, we have locked in 1,250 for Zach, 1,100 for Dan. And we're going to come back to Courtney. So, Courtney, did you want that object? I have two questions. Is it, it one one use and then it says DC 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like most people we'd come across are probably gonna have higher so i believe i believe dan knew about this one because he asked me about stuff and i think i sent it to him if you read it and i this is my memory right could be totally wrong i believe you're rolling at a disadvantage for 13 you are so you're rolling two dice and taking the lowest one so it makes 13 13 is very low but yeah there's a very good chance with rolling at disadvantage like would you want your character to to try to be the 13 with rolling two dice and would Would it only be once I think it's only once. It's common. It's uncommon, right? Because that's what makes me want to do the endless coil. Because like it's endless. <laughs> it's true. But I don't know that the disadvantage would apply. I got to figure that part out. So the endless coil is only good if you have like grappled somebody, or you yeah. can set a trap. The idea with the spray is you could do it at any moment during combat. Okay. Yeah. And also, when you think of a dexterity save, especially at disadvantage, that a uh, creature has to do, this is like meta, but um, like they'd have to have a dexterity score of three for it to be over a 50% chance mm-hmm. for them to save. Which is And then you 16. still have a... Yeah, it's pretty high. No, because if they have plus three, then if they rolled a 10, 13. No, that's what I mean. That means they would have to have like a natural oh, deck yeah, yeah, 16, yeah. which is high. Yeah. And then and then yeah. you're rolling twice, and it's the lower one. Yeah. So it's even like a lower chance that they would pass it. So a 13, while it seems low, really isn't that bad. Stuff okay. fail it all the time, you know? But but I believe yeah, that is a single-use item again. I and would think so. We will double-check. Um, I just... this Arcana Ancients, for being a sci-fi adaptation to like 5e... It seems like they spent a lot of time making it balanced. And the idea that a tabaxi could be running around just foaming people every turn just seems... It's a little bit. <laughs> seems a little bit too much. But yeah, so if you special. if you want that, we would just roll right now to get a price for you. Um, I'm going to save it for later. Okay. I think. So then your total for the four things, the coil, nodule, gloves, jar, is 2500 which is like double what my comrades is. So what can I take off? <laughs> comrade. <laughs> my comrade. Your most expensive thing by a lot is the endless coil. Okay, bye-bye. I'll, but then if you get rid of that, you're only at 500 then. Was everything else cold, common? Is. Everything is uncommon. And okay, endless coil is rare. And the way D&D says it, it goes from rolling uh, 1d6 to 2d10. Oh, so you, she just got lucky rolls. Yeah. 
because <laughs> that's pretty wild. Oh no! Oh no! So the the plant jar that was like <laughs> eight hundred, but all she's going to do is put this plant she's been carrying around in this jar, and it won't affect anybody. Yeah. So I just or if I find a plant, I'll right, right, right. It's just not going to die to a hundred. <laughs> It's for um, story. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to penalize you for doing that kind of stuff. Uh, throw the book at her. I really want the facing gloves. Okay. So I think I'm going to do the immobilizer then. Switch that out okay. for the endless coil. And that'll be like an anniversary gift at like level seven or something. <laughs> so no endless coil. Boom. But you're getting the immobilizer for 300. So you are currently at 800. Oh, well, fine. Okay. Do you want something else? What about the endless stomach? I mean... (laughs) Do you want it? No. Okay, Zach. So do you have the 1250, 1100, and 800 taken off? We are still at 5,764 credits. Okay. So let's keep going. Do you want any healing stuff? Which are we calling, I believe we're calling stims, but really just healing potions. Do you want anything like that for future stuff? Oh, yeah. We we're going to need a few of those. I believe um, you guys used them all last time, but you might have one or two left. I think we have Don't one small normal. The VR right. One. VR no, goes yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we had one small potion left. One small stem pack. Okay. So oh, the, the to grab some more of those. base level is 50. The greater, which I believe is 2D8, I think. I can't remember. 2d4? I don't know. The greater is 200. Superior is 2,000. And then Supreme is 20,000, which is... You guys don't... I don't greater think... Greater is 4d4. 4d4. So you guys will almost get whole health most of the time with 4d4 plus 4. Okay. Right? Because 4d4, that's 12. That's on, the greater potion? Yeah. It's max of 20. Okay. It's not as good as I thought. Yeah. So... Greater is 200. So if you each want one, that would be 600, unless you're getting one for your robot friend when he joins you later. Nah. Okay, 600. <laughs> 600 each. Okay, no. for the greater. No. 600 total for three greater. I still get, okay. get six. Yeah, get, let's get six. Get six? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that's 1,200. Or who's keeping it? You guys kind of just share them. <laughs> All right. One more thing to talk about money-wise. Wick is the, the ledgerman. You are at like 2,000 now? No, we're at 4,500. Yeah. Cool. Uh, your ship has a limited range, right? You can't just go on forever. We will eventually be showing a map of the system. that The, the core is blue. That's where you can get. And the outside okay. is red. To refill your or re-energize your ship, it's going to be 1,500. Mm-hmm. So in the back of your heads, you might just want to keep kind of like a safety net, right? You also need to feed your ship, which I believe we said is going to be like 1,000 a month. So if we think just like the running cost of your ship, if you kind of relax and like don't, don't go crazy every month, you're at around $2,500. Okay. So you're good for now. Um, mm-hmm. Just keep that in the back of your heads of like, well, how do you going to make money? How do you keep your go, crew? We should go rob a energy station. Which you totally could. Your ship is full right now, though. Yeah, store some. So, so uh, now <laughs> that we're in, I don't know, ten minutes, <laughs> maybe fifteen. Um, let's give our listeners a break and let's jump into where our characters are at. 
you guys just wrapped up a VR mission uh, with some crazy little gnome. <laughs> I can I uh, do my recap. Something rubble bubble. Oh. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Corny. Will be Corny, you're totally smelling bubble. Corny, yeah. you're right. I jumped the gun. Why don't you give us a Rosette Gazette? It'll, it'll all make sense. Okay. Greetings, friends. We're still sunning in the hot Anadia Desert outside of Nop, plotting our next steps. After getting settled on our new ship, a local gnome technician, I did not name her, invited us to alpha test her new combat VR experience, since we're pretty much local legends at this point. The experience took us to a frigid winter castle full of puzzles and skeletons. Let's just say that Wick deserves a trophy or a statue for her valiance. Through my death cam, I saw her single-handedly cream the final boss. And that's all I'll say about that. Stay curious, <laughs> Peg. Not super in-depth, but... No, Peg's just turning, Peg's turning into a little liar on her show, huh? Uh-huh. Because <laughs> if I remember right, we all died. Uh-huh. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> Samilla Lebel Bebel. Oh, Samilla yes, Lebel of course. <laughs> so like I said earlier, it's probably been about a week since you guys have had the ship. And your crew has just been kind of living on the ship, I guess, going into town now and then. You guys have been going, taking trips back in town. Um, the way you got all your objects, right, that all probably didn't come from one store. It probably came from multiple stores. You probably had to, like, talk to people to figure out where you get this stuff. Haggle them down. <laughs> yes. We want to With like, me just go... feeling bad because I rolled a bunch of high numbers. Be like, I'll cut that a little bit. <laughs> Do we want to go in depth into the scene of how Wick gets her eye installed? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we can no. We can Holy we can we can just touch it. So, um, what was the item you got, Zach? Um, the is it the eye of mental contact? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I think something like that. Um, and the way the book describes it is it's a metal sphere that goes and replaces your eye. Mm -hmm. So currently, just one of them. Just one of them. Uh. So Zach now has a like I believe a yellow eye. We decided. Her, so her right eye is yellow and her left eye is now a metal orb. Um, and it has cool kind of abilities that you can kind of turn on and off. Um, mm -hmm. But we don't need to get into all that. Um, but you are like now noticeably more cyborg than you were three days ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that it describes, too, that if you were to remove it, it would cause great trauma. <laughs> yeah, like removing a normal eye wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. They have some really interesting, maybe eventually, uh, if you guys are less um, attached to your characters, they have like cool like mishaps that like alter your appearance or like graph things on you. All of a sudden you just have this thing you can't get off, but I haven't done it to you guys yet because I feel like it might be too traumatic. Okay. <laughs> Dan might not care. <laughs> it was also saying it might change your persuasion score because mm -hmm. you just look really freaky. Okay. Oh yeah, this that could definitely come up where if Zach really is trying to schmooze, cool. <laughs> all the twelve-year-old boys will think it's amazing. All the adults yeah. will be like freaked out. <laughs> um, so yeah, at this point, um, the droid and Ronag would still be in kind of like the bridge area hanging out. I don't think either of them really care what you guys do. Um, the rest of the crew might be getting a little bit more antsy, right? They've signed up to be traveling. They they're purposely took a job where they're not stuck on Anadia. And it's been a week now where they don't know where they're ending up or what's happening at all. Um, I think this is probably a time where you start realizing, like, you are now not just living for yourselves. You've almost taken on, even if not by choice, this burden. Mm -hmm. 
And I would say I that quickly, quickly, I'm aware of the fact that although there seems this ever-present burden, I do. <laughs> LSR just hangs out with Craig no matter what. <laughs> Me and my dude. Um, and I would say like <laughs> they probably would never say it to your face, right? It's probably just like an air in the ship of like, you know, like uh, the the Navy being stuck in a submarine for too long. <laughs> like tension and yeah. yeah. So with that, where let's say like just real quick where you are at. Dan, are you in with Craig? Is that what we just said? Always. <laughs> I'm working out in my chambers, working on my muscle upper body strength. You know, those oh, cats and like, their upper body strength? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they balance out my legs. <laughs> I guess uh, Lionel and everybody, they had pretty good. <laughs> uh, Wick is walking back from the eye operation. Okay. Oh so my she's God. on the streets outside of the airport, kind of going a little slower, yeah. checking everybody out, kind of. <laughs> Closing her right eye and peering around. Yeah, and I would say now like scanning people she's walking past and stuff. The the open friendliness is probably turned down a little bit because you do you're you're kind of bandaged up at this point and mm-hmm. there's things going on now that make you feel a little bit um more electronic and cyborg than this kind of community, right? This community has purposely uh, removed themselves from technology as much as they can. Uh right. And you're here now, like choosing to put it in your body. Yeah. And she's not far from the airport because I would imagine that a Pella Smella Bubble put it in for her, being like the <laughs> local tech expert that she knew. Yeah. Or maybe she maybe she knew somebody, like a doctor. Somebody yeah. in her sphere. <laughs> maybe yeah. she made the eye. And then it's like one of those things where, like, under the table, she gets more money for her friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I look up at the clock in my room and realize how late I am and I rush out because I feel like I probably would have offered to walk you back from your appointment, but I would have missed (laughs) escorting you. I'd be like, oh, (laughs) hey, hey, Peg, check this out. That guy over there, he's very weak. He is not strong at all. It's really funny, actually. (laughs) Where's his weak point? Can Just everywhere. That? Yeah, the everywhere. whole thing. <laughs> He's paper. He's got like this pink aura around him. Do you not see that? No. Can Is you that see? the new eye? Yeah. Yeah. Can you see through materials? Yeah. Everything. I mean, as long as people, I th- I'm not sure how it works yet, but I think I can like sense people that are near mm. me and like how strong they are. Like that dude many... over there, not yeah. strong. <laughs> not how many people are in that helicopter over there? And she looks up, uh, three people in a lizard. <laughs> I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but just based on their strengths, that's what my guess is. Lizard no strength, <laughs> yeah. Lizard Pretty strength. powerful guy in there. Uh, so you have to do this now, Will. Apparently, she can sense the relative strength of like the mind. Sure. So weak, moderate, strong, or godlike. Yeah. It's not like a physical strength, but like how. And I think it would be is. on um, activation, right? So you, uh, yeah, yeah. So you'll just have to tell me when. And can you do that? Assert what Dan's shaking his head. It's always really? the, the sensing is, is always yeah. The, okay, and I can do that four times a day. Cool. Then you'll just have to make requests when you yeah, want okay. that information because I'm not gonna every time. Remember. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, I think you start you start with four, and then anytime you every day you recharge one d four. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. But anyway, yeah. she's like, yeah, this is so cool. So yeah. how does it look? Does it look okay? <laughs> oh, you look great. I mean, there's a big bandage on your face right now, but I'm sure it's... <laughs> sure. But does that look cool? Like, do yeah, I just it looks look kind badass. Of sweet. 
the descriptions like intentionally is like a slightly oversized. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as a bird person, it's not like, yeah, like that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but just said, do me a favor and don't ever tell me what you see about myself that you scan. I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Or just lie. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> you feeling better? Need more drugs? Uh, no, covered on drugs. Pretty good on drugs. <laughs> She pats like one of the pockets on her chest. And uh, no, I, I think are you guys about ready to head out. Have talked to Ellis already. Nice. Let's go. Let's go find him in the okay. Craig chambers. Oh, Craig. I'm so glad he's coming with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Wick moves. Pound through. The- yeah. Yeah. You guys show up to is. the uh, show up to the ship. Um, me and my boy Craig are playing. Craig. uh catch with large slabs of meat that I'm trying to throw but can't really but Craig's mostly playing by himself I think I'm participating though outside or in his room no outside yeah okay. in the bay. really obnoxious he's like bumping into other people's ships and stuff <laughs> body check someone's ship <laughs> like tails just like whipping gnomes yeah. around so I would say in addition to your crew wanting to leave everybody around you wants you to leave at this point <laughs> But you had to figure the entire VR experience, then getting your eye installed all the time. I've been entertaining myself. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. People are probably not happy. Yeah. <laughs> so where you guys gonna uh, where you guys gonna be at? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess we meet LSR right outside the ship where he's like, hey, how's it going? You about like, uh, oh, it's it's awesome. Watch this new trick I I taught yeah. Craig and then like does not do anything. Craig's just running around in circles with me. I'm like, you see that? <laughs> Wake just slow claps like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, doing donuts. <laughs> I mean, last week he was trying to eat your hand, so this is like a huge improvement. Yeah, we're getting we're getting somewhere. That's awesome. Um, I don't know how much more there's for us to do in the Nadia though. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I'm getting pretty pretty bored and. Uh... Craig's getting a little restless. I heard they weren't giving you free drinks at the pub anymore. Maybe the <laughs> depends which one you go to. But yeah. I may have brought Craig inside. He may have broke some stuff. Or you probably could leave. That's okay. <laughs> That's not a big deal. Come after us soon, owing money. I like how going yeah. through the temple was fine, but going through a pub with Craig, you're like, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Well, temp- you, you know, you, you perceive a temple as like large stone open sure. doors, whatever. Mm-hmm. A pub is this great place a lot gotta, of people, and you're dragging you the lizard the timeline too. Like when we took Craig into the yeah, chat, fresh. Into the temple, it was all fresh. Yeah, it was yeah. fresh. People, we had just saved the so, city. So if if Dan brought when we Craig, went in the pub, we were just riding out, riding out the fame. just diminishing returns on yeah. my yes. glory. Yeah, <laughs> if LSR brought Craig into a pub. Zach, I need you to remove another three credits for the door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <sir. Yeah. laughs> um, all right. So you guys are all together. What what are some things that you would you would want to to start your next journey? Um, are there areas you would want to check out? Are there things that you like inherently want to do? Did we uh, settle up with everybody? Everyone's paid. That we know of. No, we no, know like, that do it what that lady gone. wanted. Yandala. She's gone. As far as you guys know, Yandala's not on this planet anymore. So you really have no direction. And Wick doesn't see her. <laughs> I feel like we could. Yeah, like, yeah. Eh, no. No sensor. No, no point going to the temple to check. So there, there are a few things that, excuse me, sorry. 
So there's a few things that I can give you to kind of help you make decisions if you want. There's also plenty of time for you guys to just get on your ship. Um, you guys have a list of plans I believe I gave you originally. So if like there's somewhere you want to go, you can. But here are a few things that you can choose from. Uh, there is, now that you have a ship that can actually perform jobs, there is a <laughs> jobs board you can, you can just get money from. So you could take a job on. There's on-planet and off-planet jobs that we can supply you with. Uh, one of you has a GPS coordinate thing that you guys don't know what it is. So that could be something. It came from your drow boy's dead bodies. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, there are your home planets. There is Toral if you wanted to try to go there, but you don't know anything about Toral, so it might be kind of risky for you just to take your new ship and go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are like the big things. You could get a job. You could go to one of your home planets if there's a reason you wanted to go to that. You could also kind of pursue this GPS coordinate thing if you want to start looking into that kind of stuff. Do we need money? Or I think we're Not okay, right now. Right? You will eventually, for sure, right? Um, yeah, right now we're good for about a, a month and two trips. If you don't like- buy anything else. <laughs> yeah. Two trips. Okay. I feel like it's a little too soon to go back to my home planet. Um, I was trying to find a list of what's going on over here that I'm not for the dog. Don't worry. I can give you a rundown. Um, and then <laughs> if I edit this and I feel like it's really boring, I'll just cut it out. Okay. Because I don't I actually I know the that. planet that I want to go. No worries. Actually, let's, let's, let me find the stream labs. Let's <laughs> go over to Figma and we'll go through a little bit more interactive map. So if you guys are inside <laughs> of the bridge, we, there's that holographic table. Um, in the center, you see a big green orb appear with many little uh, orbs inside. I think Wick reaches up and just spins it. <laughs> just uh, watches it spin. So if I bring it whoop, here, this is kind of where you guys are at right now. It's going to make it bigger, way bigger. Anyone listening on the podcast, please look at the video because this is beautiful. Okay. So this is, yeah, I'm going to try to explain this all for everybody, uh, but definitely would help watching it. So in the center of this big multiple layered sphere, you see the yellow circle, which is our sun. You guys are currently on Anadia, which is the closest planet to the sun. The next closest planet, I believe, is Kuliar, which is a water planet. Very different from Carpri, uh, and the fact that if I remember right, I will double check my documents to make sure Koliar is a constant storm. Ooh, so, and it, the whole planet is water, and there are giant boulders that kind of float in the water and crash into each other. So sometimes <laughs> there are temporary land masses, but it's all completely unreliable, and like there are no settlements because of the harsh nature. Right, Koliar is, for the most part, uninhabited. Okay. Toral is the next planet which is being orbited by Lothander's ring. So you guys have been there before. Kind Car- of on fire. Mm-hmm. Toro is super on fire. Just a little bit, um, yeah. Carpri is the next, which is where Peg is from, the water planet, but has a much more temperate nature to it. Uh, Chandos is the next planet. I can't remember where that is. And that is as far as you guys can currently go. Ooh, I want to go to Hachata. Yeah, and this garden thing. <laughs> so I'm going to also... Uh, I know we can't go there. It was a joke because it sounds like horchata, and I like horchata. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
after Chandos, you have Glyph, which is also a very dangerous planet. And you're now in that red section where you would have to get uh, recharged to make it this far. The Garden and um, Hakatha. You gotta, you gotta, what do you say? (laughs) They have exclamation points in them. Because of the way they orbit, they often intersect into the um, top left there. You'll see that's uh, Faye space. Faye acts completely different than the rest of space. So if you are on Garden or Hakatha or whatever, we're going to pronounce that down the road. Didn't you come up with a name? No, this is all... Uh, oh, it's from the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you shoot. Nope. Um, if you're in that and goes into Faye space, things could get weird, Right. Uh, uh, the way we're going to treat this kind of phase space, phase void is very similar to Bermuda Triangle, where like there are a lot of stories. Who knows what's true? Um, but none of you guys have ever been there or know anyone who's entered. Okay. I've seen some things, though. The last thing I want to just touch on is Denier, which is at the top right of this solar system. All your ship is now capable of light speed but it can't do light speed on its own. Denier is a portal that will like charge your ship and then throw it across systems. And you guys, you guys can't get there right now with your current charge. And even if you could get there a lot, right? That's the second part of that. Um, It would be a fortune. And I believe the last object I haven't touched on at all is the comet Cathartic. Cthulhu. Um, (laughs) That orbits the sun. And again, similar to uh, the garden planet, if depending on what time and what part of the orbit's on, could be in phase space. The way comet... Yeah. The way the comet is utilized often is to save fuel. So if you can get your ship on it and parked you can kind of ride it to the outside parts of the system. It's much slower, but you'll see like a lot of mining crews who can't afford to do like the multiple jumps with like loads of uh, minerals. They'll use this to get back into like the center system. Okay. And can you get to the um, Denier portal with that? You can get, you can get really close. Okay. Oops. Well, and Toral is the one that's like what normal D&D is based on, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's their planet, but it's all like different now. It's burning. It's, it's burned, yeah. The whole planet? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's like a Doctor Who miniseries all on one planet. That's why Lathander's ring. Planet, I thought there was a planet that still had like a, like a human and dwarf populace. It was a... Zach, do you remember where the um, where your god is from? What planet? Chandos, I think. That sounds right. So Chandos yeah. has lizard folk, Aarakocra, possibly some Kenku. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm thinking something else. Carpri has um, the Tabaxi, possibly some sea elves, possibly some humans. Um the garden is really weird, so we don't know what's on there. But for the most part, humans and dwarves all live in their own ships and mining communities. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of something else. And then, just so we can keep going, we turn that off and possibly turn. 
so these are the the job boards right now. Um, so you can see like the off planet on planet. There's only five jobs available. The higher reputation you guys earn, the more jobs will be available and the higher paying jobs, right? So all of these are fairly low level jobs. And you can see like on planet, both of those jobs are currently not even in NOP. Like your reputation isn't really even high enough to start taking on high level jobs there. Uh, Reg is like a farming community outside of NOPTH. And then there's the investigated SOS beacon, deliver goods to a mining colony. And then there's a active bounty you guys could pursue. So just as a quick recap, mm -hmm. you have the system, you have these five jobs you could choose from. You also have the GPS beacon that you guys haven't explored. You could also do whatever else you want. So we probably should do the SOS beacon or the bounty. And the SOS beacon is the GPS thing or different? Different. That's okay. a, a beacon that's going out. Somebody's looking for help mm -hmm. or maybe it's a tarp. Yeah. And then we don't need money at the moment. You always but need money. But we could money. save. Yeah. yeah. Um, my inclination would be since we can't find our um, halfling goddess friend to do the go off of right. other leads like the gps beacon but i can be convinced to do one of these instead wait what's the gps beacon one of your drow friends um what you guys found on their stuff one of the items was yeah. like a little beacon that had a gps coordinates displayed on it and like it keeps updating and and where were those do we know where those coordinates are not yet it's in your what pack. What if we interacted that with this map? Yeah, totally could. I'm going to do that. Okay. Then we <laughs> switch that. Boop, boop. Um, where did my ship to go? So, yeah, let's take the GPS thing and just like ram it in there. See what Slam it in whatever slot yeah. you can get it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's like some wires we could connect it to or something. So, you, you, you have the GPS beacon thing. And if you give that to Ronag, he can like manually input it. And what you see is near the outer rim of where you can go, there's a, a blip. It's not near any other planet. Mm -hmm. What you can also tell is that as that number on the little thing updates, it's like actively moving pretty consistently. Hmm. I um, expressed to, to Wick and Peg and I'm like, I don't know, those, those drow guys seem pretty important. So this is probably pretty important. I think we can at least go check it out. It's really close to Carpri, and if that doesn't work out, like if we get close and it looks scarier, maybe we could go visit your sisters and brothers or something, Peg. Yeah, and swing by. Hopefully Do we can get off. Loop out. <laughs> Once you're there, you kind of have to stay there. Yeah. Don't like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that sounds good, unless... If it seems too ominous, yeah, we can turn around. Because if it's a shipload of drows, who knows how they're going to react to us? Shoot us down on probably, sight. Probably, yeah, not so great. <laughs> what are you looking for at this point, LSR? Or are you cool with going on these missions with us? Or is there anything that you wanted to do in particular? I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stuck on this GPS coordinate right now. Uh, the drow guys, if they thought that was important, it's probably pretty important you remember the tentacles out of the bowl I remember the tentacles out of the bowl <laughs> kind of yeah. a big deal yeah so i think and you know, last time we didn't listen to you we were almost eaten by those 
those gnome elf things. So I'm gonna you know, every I'm once with in a you, while. <laughs> every once in a while, I know what's going the on. The trash you know? elf knocks it out of the the space park. <laughs> every once so, yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah, let's try that. I'm down, Ronag. Fire her up. <laughs> let's yeah. Let's find that bleep. So you watch as like you like swirl your finger, uh, Ronag and the droid. Both their chairs like rotate into position. And as they start hitting buttons, the whole ship starts like warming up, right? You hear all the engines start rumbling and the whole ship kind of has a vibration to it. That's almost a cue for the rest of the um, gnomes who are in the upper crew to like snap to. And you see them all like sliding down the ladder and running to their positions. Everyone's prepared. Um, the medic will join you in the bridge, right? Because he has nothing to do. But the comms, he has a position on the bridge. The mechanic and engineer will be in the back and making sure all that stuff is functioning. And uh, I think that's everybody. The captain. Elisar gets gets like a little bit shaky because he's obviously been on like crap little ships or Lathander's ring, which is basically sure. a dead. St- and he's just like, and you just see him like slither slash bolt into whatever, like the quickest access over to Craig's chamber. <laughs> yeah, you like run through the living spaces and get on that ladder. Well, you see the gnomes coming to action and you're like underneath them going down. <laughs> um so yeah, the comms and navigator, uh, the comms navigator and captain all come to the bridge. Ronag is not going to give up his seat. The droid isn't going to give up their seat, right? So the captain and navigator are kind of just standing around, maybe around that big table. Comms has an active job though, so you see them kind of ride over to their seat and put on their headphones. Are they just like backseat driving, pointing at things? <laughs> Probably making comments. Yeah, as the <laughs> ship starts to warm up. Uh, Ronak spins his chair back around and goes to the big board and you see him hit buttons and the map switches if I can find it to this weird line drawing that would be very hard to understand what you're looking at. It was a constellation. Even the captain and navigator looking at it don't understand. And the reason like Ronak had... even, We're just smarter than what everybody. What job is there, is there? Come on. Even <laughs> the reason like Ronag out. and the droid are such value is because of these maps. Oh, okay. And what they do is it maps out all the gravitational pull of these planets and shows the quickest way to get places. So it's not like one-to-one, right? So they start mapping out around planets, figure out how can they get the ship to the farthest destination as quick as they can. Um, okay. It's centripetal force, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, science. Yeah. <laughs> There's math over here, too. Oh, gravity. So once they get that figured out and they have all the numbers, you can see them like instantly like turn back around and start like playing with the keyboard and the handles and all that kind of flighty stuff. And um, the comms radios back to the tower. Something like uh, base C. Dan, where were you guys at? C6? Where was yeah. the VR? See, not the Three. one they were at. Yeah. <laughs> um, taking off, and they get the clear. They get like the code back, and the whole ship starts to like lift off the ground. Uh, Dan, you being in like the storage bay area, it's probably one of the louder sections, right? You can start to hear like the landing feet retract back into the ship. You can hear kind of the ship start creaking a little bit as it's all moving, not in like a scary way, but similar to like a normal airplane. But this is well, so I'm much scared. bigger. Yeah, right, Craig probably terrified. Um, he's acting solid as a rock, though. <laughs> is he? Is he? Yeah, uh, your emotional wizard. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
so yeah, as you guys like start to get through space, um, you go through all the same things that you had when you came in, right? Like your ship gets hot, um, it gets shaky, but this one feels more solid and nothing's falling off this time. Good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually you get through um, the atmosphere and everything around you goes dark, right? Um, you can kind of see like the bright sun, obviously, uh, in the distance, you can see Toral burning slightly, right? It's like it's just a little red dot, maybe not too different from how Mars looks to us on Earth. Um, and you see Ronag and the droid look at each other and like maybe just out of like a little bit of respect, look back at the other gnomes to see like how they're doing and then like quickly go to ignoring them and just like throttle forward. Uh, this ship is going much faster than your little ship. Um so much so that Dan, uh, Craig, maybe the the navigator and captain who are kind of just standing next to the table will all have to like catch themselves from falling. But I'm sure Alistar does it flawlessly. No, Craig's claws locked. <laughs> I'm just holding on for my dear life. So this is going to take like your journey is probably going to take multiple days. Um, maybe even a week because you're going past Toral, you're pushing away from the sun. So like you're fighting that gravitational pull a little bit, but eventually you get past all the, like, the immediate planets. And then there is just um, like miles and miles and miles of emptiness between, uh, I believe it's Chandos and the next planet. Now with all the gravitational force, there's like a lot of G force going on or is there like kind of level out? Cause, spaceship technology or something or i think it would level out okay um you would have to do like your breathing exercises and then be okay <laughs> i just want to you know i want to be a little crack or something <laughs> yeah i think you're i think you'd be all right um so you guys are like rushing through space and all of a sudden ronag uh, over like the loudspeakers goes we're approaching um and because it's a week the the mark has moved quite a distance Right, so they're like they're almost trying to uh, estimate where they're going to end up. Uh, they like rack back on the throttles and start slowing down, and what you see in front of you almost looks like a serpent in the sky, and it's it's like undulating through, almost as swimming through the um, the space. Nah. Yeah, is Alistar back uh, up? Else. We see something else. Is Alistar back up top? <laughs> yeah, there's like a big smiley face in the sky. Yeah. Happy to see us. And uh, <laughs> you hear one of the gnomes being like, what is that? And like all Bad the other sign. ones <laughs> get over. And then you see Ronag's face like drop. Mm -hmm. And he starts like hitting things to like turn the ship around. And you hear the one that comes going like, what is that? And he's like, that's not an animal. And then he like brings up the map and that thing that looks like it's not too far away from you is actually extremely far away from you. And what he like brings up, he like zooms in on it. And there's like this ship that looks almost like um, a serpent uh, or maybe even a dragon with a mm -hmm. long neck with the bridge being off on like this projected area. Mm. And where your ship is just like kind of a, a brick going through space. Like a super cool dope brick. Super dope brick. This one articulates and is moving around. And I, th I think like almost instantly as like Rodnag realizes what's going on, 
he starts like to turn around the 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 snakeish form in front of you also starts rotating towards you mm. towards us yeah Neat. is there anything you guys want to try to do or are you guys just chilling for the story <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Oh. I don't know what I mean. Wix, yes, you're good. Holding onto the back of Ronak's chair, just like squeezing it. Yeah, watching. How far away is the ship? More than a hundred feet. Yes, way more than a hundred feet. Um, I'm just wondering if there's a moment where she's going to like see all of the auras of mm. the creep, whatever's on oh. the ship. But it, it only goes 100 feet, yeah. so don't worry um, about that. I don't think you need that. I think Ronag's expression is probably enough where yeah. Ronag knows what that is. And he's like oh, trying she, to get out. She's just holding like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, and you see him throttle it forward. But it's almost as if you're not moving at all, right? This mm. other ship just comes through. And you watch it like dip and kind of rotate and flow almost like a river towards you. And as it gets closer and closer, your ship actually does start to slow down. Um, Tractor beams. To the point where you are stopped. And it is it is probably floating, you know, <laughs> hundreds of feet away. And if I had to give you like a size comparison, it's maybe six or seven, maybe 10 times the size of your ship. So like it's pretty close. Yeah. Where your, where your ship could hold a dozen people, this one could potentially have hundreds. Right, it's oh, okay. it's not Lathander's ring, which is like tens of thousands or millions. Um, so they might want to trade. That you think they're coming in for a trade? They for oh, sure yeah, could want to yeah. trade. For yeah, sure, that's a lot of Craig um, room up in there. You a know? lot of Craig's. <laughs> and, yeah, and as that like ship kind of gets closer, Rodag turns around and he's like, "We can't get out of here." And then he like goes to the board, plugs in the droid, and starts pulling up other information from him. And you see a ship come up called Deep Dragon. This so I'll pop my I'll pop my head in from the chair and say, "Deep Dragon, isn't that that's like a big old monster drow dragon or something, right?" Well, I don't even know why it's coming up. It's a spaceship. That makes sense. That's legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ronag looks at you and he's like, "That's the drow's ship. Like that's the Lolf's gang's base." Um, oh, they're cool. We should go talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should go talk to them. I'm going to hide <laughs> under this. Rodak's like, yeah. Rodak's like, we shouldn't even be here. Probably, like, they're going to want to know why we're here. How much cred do you have with these people, Elisar? <laughs> I on a scale from uh, like one to cred, I would. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, like point two somewhere in there. Like, they don't. I'm half, um, so they don't like me. Wick. Like Wick turns and looks at Elsar, like you have that bag and the bowl. You still have those? Yeah, he listens from your friends. Like, okay, like, they're probably yeah, they're gonna get us on there, and we'll probably want to show them that as the connection. Oh but yeah. Side note: so like this dragon coming in, it feels kind of anime. What's yeah. the one from the F- Spirited Away? Oh, yes. Studio Ghibli. Oh, the blue eyes white dragon from Yu Gi Oh. Yes. Like a combination, maybe a little more finesse. Right. What I would say is, it feels like Haku River's movements, but maybe looks more like Blue Eyes White Dragon. (laughs) Okay, it's like a combination. Is that is Blue Eyes White Dragon? That what it's called? No, it is, but it it, doesn't look like what you're describing. It's a dratini. It's a giant dratini. Yeah, it looks metallic, right? It doesn't look like an animal. Like when it gets closer. Um, Yeah. So. 
Yeah. I, I say I'm like, hey, this is FYI, like I'm sure that like getting whatever this stuff is back to these people may be important. These people are very dangerous. And I mean, the last two didn't like us very much. And mm-hmm. I mean, I saw how they treated you, so I'm not exactly going to be the first one off of the ship. But no offense, <laughs> LSR, but yeah, I think maybe that's the only establishing connection we have. They're going to want to know why we're here, right? I, I guess that's really the only choice we have. But uh, yeah, I think maybe we just do a little quick drop and jet. I don't know. <laughs> Did we tell them we talked to Karen Salee? You could give it a go. My memory's a little spotty, but yeah, maybe. I don't know what they're going to like when she said. Cause... You could give them a, 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 a bit of the Gazette. Maybe they could just catch up on there. Yeah. And then we'll jet out. <laughs> I'll do my deepest bow for them. And Rod uh, and Ronak just looking at both of you, and just being like, oh, "What are you guys talking about?" And he like wipes across the table and gets rid of his map and gets rid of the deep dragon, and then he brings up what what looks like um, like a wanted list, right? Mm-hmm. And what you see is um, a portrait of a drow woman called Laurelyn Daragon, and that's the leader. Right. And in this culture of uh, realm space where magic is is seen as illegal, all of the gangs do magic, but the drow do magic to a whole different level. I would say like in retaliation to everyone giving up on magic and giving up on the gods, they they went even deeper. Um, And where they lived in the underdark on Toril, they see space as being their new underdark. So they see like the self as having dominion over all of space. So you see uh, Larolin Adaragon, and then you see him bring up two more, and they're more like generic examples of people. And he goes, they have ranks. And he points to one, and it looks like the male figure that you guys saw um, on the ship. And he goes, they have the militant Marluk, ugh, militant Merlocker, those are the the male drow. Mm. And then he brings up a new one. It goes, and then he has the daughters and there was, um, it's just like a female drow and like very priestess. You can kind of see the chokers that I believe is on Craig currently. Um, they all have that kind of, kind of jewelry. But they, he like swipes those away and brings up another sect that's even like a higher, higher level. And what you see is uh, a female drow from the waist up, but the bottom has been replaced with like these metallic spider legs. Um, And he's like, there's a whole brood of the matron mothers on this ship. And they're like wanted. And next to uh, Laralyn Adaragon, there's like four or five of those on like this kind of realm space wanted list. And I, I think what Ronag is probably going through right now is just like rapid firing, like giving you all this information because like he knows in how deep you are. Uh, <laughs> and he's just trying to get you guys caught up. Whoops. Um, Tight. As Roger's going through all this and looking at you guys and like the gnomes are probably even more freaked out um, <laughs> because they're not adventurers, right? They're like running around like <laughs> Yeah, and you can see like the mechanic baby has like some sort of weapon, like a gun. But, like, Medic has nothing. The captain doesn't, like, know what he's doing. And as all this happening, you hear on, like, the bottom airlock something lock onto your door. 
and uh, Ronak like swipes away the table, and all around you on like the the table, you see little ships kind of circling your ship, and there is there's one like attached to your ship now. It's good. It's good stuff. Like Truly that. to camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> That's another episode of Dungeons and Designers. Intro music is by Mon Plaisir. Editing and animation was done by me, your friendly DM, Will. Find this and more in the description. 